The mob are always interesting. We hate editors, preachers, all manner of scholars and fashionists. Oh, I'm sorry. This isn't a, a literature podcast. Well, um, for those of you that haven't yet figured it out, Ray is not here this week. So it is I, Dylan, taking over in his place. Um, we've got quite a few things to cover and quite a few guests joining us. So I suppose we'll get right to things. This is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. Dedicated to Orange County Soccer Club, its fans, and supporters. Follow us on Twitter at OCSC underscore SoccerCast. Or on Facebook at Orange and Black SoccerCast. Well, it's not just me on this podcast, right? We'll get straight introducing some people. Um, the only one that's normally here is going to be Brad up in Reno. So, Bradley, hello. How are you? I'm doing well, and you know what? That has to be our best opening segment ever on Thank this uh, podcast, and this you know predates even me g- being on the show. So just round of applause for you. Good job, Dylan. Yeah, everyone. Oh, excuse me. I think I said Frost in the chat, but it was actually Ralph Waldo Emerson. So if you, if you want to read, you can borrow this anytime. Um, speaking of irrelevant things to this podcast, I would like to welcome a uh, longtime contributor, Cameron Millage. Cameron, Hello. Starting off strong with some random noise. How are you? Uh, I mean, I'm rubbing my hands together, putting stuff on my desk. Um, that's I'm already I'm already messing up. So, is it is it messing up or is it on brand? It's, it's on brand. Uh, yeah. So, hello, hello. It, it's it's been a long time. Um, yeah. So obviously, no Alan, no Ray tonight. Uh, I will try and guide us through the insanity that is three matches to cover. Um, four. four matches to. Oh my god, it is four matches to cover. Okay, well, on that note, uh, let's just get right to it before our first guests arrive. We played Phoenix about a week ago at this time uh, and came away with a 1-0 victory. Uh, Cameron, since you haven't been around in a while, do you want to you give us your thoughts on that match? I mean, really, I was kind of surprised at how it went because like, I'm looking back at the stats and you know we had 58% possession against Phoenix. So... That is, for me, it's unheard of. Um, but I think at the end of the day, it's more important that we just get a win. doesn't really matter how we do it. I mean, I mean you do want to look good doing it, but at the end of the day, it's just get to the playoffs. We'll see what happens then. Fair enough. As we quickly look at the highlights, uh, Eric Calvillo with one of the earliest chances in the match. And, um, well... A wonderful save to prevent him from scoring there. Um, Brad, you've seen Eric play a lot now uh, in your time. What, what was your take from this match, and what was your take from his performance? Oh, man. Like, honestly, I have so much to say about the improvement I've seen from him over the couple, the last couple of years. And it's a podcast in of itself uh, that we can have an episode but especially with uh, Saturday's game, I have a lot to say about Saturday's game. But this uh, Phoenix-Orange County game, you know, Phoenix comes in with 
arguably a, a B team lineup, missing a lot of players, uh, notably uh, Asante. Uh, I think Santi Moard and Aiden Quinn aren't in the starting lineup either. So definitely a uh, a weaker team than you would expect from uh, Phoenix. However, with that said, you know, Orange County played with some ex- extreme grit this game. Uh, Rukowski makes some big saves after the Ben Mines goal, you know, just kind of taps it in from the front of the net there. Um, and Patrick Rukowski makes some huge saves in the second half to keep uh, Orange County in this game and come away with three huge points. Yeah, to, to keep things um, chronological, let's go back to the Ben Mines goal. Um, I know there's been some calls for him to start um, from play- people like Brad, from people like our producer and superfan Andy, and he got the nod in this one and scored the goal. Do we think that goal was actually onside? I'll take it. I'll um, take it. <laughs> I mean, I got to look back at the replay again, if it's possible. But, you know, it could have been a little off, could have been a lot off. Man, I, I'm not thinking about it. <laughs> I'm not thinking about it. It's a goal. I, I don't Run. touch these things with a uh, 10-foot pole because uh, – USL pro refs never get any calls wrong, and that totally is not a uh, a forewarning to my random soccer thoughts tonight. So, yeah, yeah, it definitely uh, had a wonderful week in in lower division US soccer. Um, I hate to be this person. I'm I'm pretty sure, pretty certain that by the uh, the law that he might have been offside. But uh, you know, you win some, you lose some. Thankfully, we won some here, and uh, full credit to him for for a real poacher's finish and full credit to him for later on in the match getting involved. Um, but one last quick thing to talk about, I think Patrick Rukowski, uh kind of pulling in Andre Rawls circa two weeks ago or two years ago, if you will, Brad, which was your favorite save of the bunch and why was it definitely that fingertip save to deny Aiden Quinn from three yards out? I mean, you basically said the the only finish that mattered i mean not the only one uh tons of saves uh from Murkowski there but yeah he had a absolute stellar performance you know i gotta agree with you uh that the one denying aiden quinn is probably his best from that weekend wednesday wednesday it's okay you know the games come thick and fast at this point in the year and it kind of always feels like it's a weekend um do we think we've turned a turned a corner here i mean we're denying late goals we're scoring i mean just another look at that save and i can't imagine that that actually happened in an orange county match we're 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 supposed to give up late goals um is this where things turn around for us is this the confidence boost we need i was gonna agree with you um that's normally where we give up a goal in the 93rd minute and things fall apart and the team kind of goes back on its laurels of oh we're kind of uh uh cursed with these uh, late goals. No, you know, good job stepping up, you know, tipping the bar, the ball over the bar. Um, Rakovsky, that, that thing needs to be a goal of the week candidate there. Uh, He played his heart out in this game in both games, really. Um, Hopefully this does allow us to, to move forward and uh, hopefully close out the season with at least one more win. I think that's the magic number we, we need to, to guarantee ourselves a uh, third place or at least a spot in the playoffs is one point. So it's, it's orange County's position to lose. 
that that's a fair takeaway. Um, speaking of moving forward, there was a match on the weekend as well, and it was a another narrow victory, but another good performance from us. Brad, you were the man that was there. I'll keep talking because I can see that you're eating, but please, please, please guide us through the wonderful uh, Reno 1868 alum match that took place at Laney College this weekend. Oh, that that was a fun game to go to. So I drove down, uh, um, got to see this game in person. Uh, there were eight players who are on the rosters, and the assistant coach for Oakland were all Reno 1868 alumni. Um, but this game kind of starts off very similarly. Uh, ben Mines gets a, a nice little tap and goal from a beautiful cross from Damas um, across the frame of goal. And again, that's the one thing you want your striker to do. You want the striker to find the spot and he, he finds his spot and buries it with a very hard to, to hit uh strike shooting the ball all the way back across frame. Um, Orange County did have a penalty kick opportunity beforehand, which is what you guys see on the screen now. Uh, but that's going to get called back the, uh, original penalty shot due to an encroachment. I don't remember who exactly came in, but uh, Orange County goes to take it again, and uh, Dylan Powers shoots it right at the same spot, which uh, Blanchett saves, unfortunately. Um, again, this is one of those games where there's a big save very late in the game. I think it was also the 94th, 95th minute, and this time Brent Richards uh, saving a Paul Blanchett header. Um, very late in the game to deny Oakland, uh, who should have had a goal there. Well, I see Cameron beckoning. So Cameron, go ahead. I mean, this game was closer than it should have been. Like, I mean, yeah, the encroachment happens. Personally, I think you, you let someone else take it after that. But, you know, it happens. But, you know, Hernandez with the bonehead, bonehead red card of the week. Uh, right in front of the ref, as we see here. So eloquently, he is just waiting for his marching orders. And being one, being being a man up for a good amount of time, like you have to, you have to take your chances. Like there's no way that, like this was probably more of an Orange County game than against Phoenix, <laughs> where we got fortunate, even more fortunate than. I mean, Rukowski, of course, made some good, like, amazing things against Phoenix, but, like, this would have been capital O, capital C on it, giving up a goal with 10 men, against 10 men. So, again, as I parrot my Phoenix point, you take the wins, you come, and, you know, Galaxy 2. Uh, Galaxy 2 after San Diego. I'm looking way too far ahead. Um, San Diego. So, pulling in San Diego, we're in the playoffs, bada-bing, bada-boom. It's done. Bada yeah, bing, um, bada boom and you you mentioned that red card from uh, Jose Hernandez. Uh, I'm I'm perpendicular on the baseline to him doing this, and it's harder to see on the camera. But you know, such a boneheaded move. The referee was right there, and he definitely puts his leg up. You know, rule the law says any violent conduct in your straight red card. And even though it's a very weak uh, kick, it's there. And the referee is right there. What's he got to do? He has to go to the red card. Uh, and I believe um, listening in on the interviews after the game, the Oakland coach said, oh, it could have been a yellow card. You know, that's the flow of the game. 
and it's his first thing and he's only you know reacting to the thing no you have to you have to keep your head in the game there jose hernandez didn't and and or uh, Oakland still gets plenty of chances without him there. Um, this is another one of those just nail biter matches. Yeah, uh, oftentimes for Orange County, conceding a red card or uh, excuse me, um, drawing a red card from an opponent is is not always the uh, the gift that we'd assume it would be. But um, to continue on the subject, we have someone that might have a slightly different opinion than you two. So I'd like to welcome Aaron Lawson from the Oakland Oakland Roots blog aaron welcome to the show um, hey guys and to throw you right into it was it a red card yeah that was a red card <laughs> i don't i don't have any problem with the red uh i mean you know we we also uh, amongst ourselves talked after the third match the the second one down in irvine that we thought that Kaninga should have been sent off for kind of a similar thing so i <laughs> there's no way he that hernandez shouldn't have been sent off there I was really hoping you're going to have a dissenting opinion and we could have a good debate for a good five, 10 minutes. Um, Aaron, from what you've seen from Orange County, were you excited? Maybe a little morbidly excited when uh, Hernandez got sent off there for what the next 35 minutes would have? <laughs> morbidly excited, but probably not because uh, we thought there was, you know, vulnerability. Uh, that was a, I don't know, the first first 35 40 minutes or so were pretty grim from an Oakland perspective and uh for most of the most of the season in which Oakland has been any good Jose Hernandez has been a pretty key piece and uh I <laughs> they did much better than I expected them to honestly after after that I even mean, though you know we're looking right now at Calvillo hitting the post for the second or third time you know they they had they probably should have surrendered during those those 40 minutes after he left the field uh, but no, <laughs> it was, it was mostly like a, you know, Hey, look, uh, Vegas got an equalizer on us late when we were up a man a couple of weeks ago, maybe, maybe the universe can give us one, you know, that, that was really, uh, all the hope we had, I think. Well, you very nearly got one in the 95th minute, which is certainly, as we've already mentioned on this show, uh, before you got here, not uncommon for an orange County match. Uh, Cameron referred to it as capital O capital C finish. <laughs> Um, and Blanchette, of all people, getting his head to the ball to put one on frame. And I believe that was the only shot on target. So just how much of a disappointment is that for you guys in a home match? Oh, gosh, it's so disappointing. You know, the uh, the way they started the season, uh, you know, half the roster was out and they've been adding players over the course of the season as well. You know, that, that it was it was pretty dire there. The first 13 matches with with one win. Um and for them to turn it around and, you know, over the next uh, 13, they win seven uh, and get themselves right back into the playoff uh, conversation. And there've been a series of games over the last couple of weeks where it's like, okay, we got to get a result here. Like this has to be three points. And to have, to have, we've only got two games left at home, you know, and uh, it, you got to have those points. Uh, so it was, it, it was pretty disappointing um, ultimately not to, not to have that. I, I mean, one point would have been fine, but you know, honestly, given the math, given that Los Angeles went out the next day and thumped El Paso somehow, uh, one point would not have made any difference. You know, we, we got to win. Uh, we got to win everything now. Uh, it would have been nice to have um, these points. The the game a couple of weeks ago against uh, Las Vegas would have been nice to take three points from that. It's 
uh, it's been a string sort of of missed opportunities, I think. Fair enough. Um, yeah, 29 matches played for Oakland. They're on 34 points as it stands. Uh, Los Dos, also 29 matches played on 39 points. Orange County, 29 matches played on 43 points. So it's an, it's a tight run-in, and there's still just a few more matches left to play. Um, we have another guest to bring in. Uh, so welcome Peter Bloom, also from uh, the Oakland Roots blog. Um, Peter, we're most of the way through discussing this match, but it would be remiss of me if I didn't ask you your thoughts on what was... Uh, a little chaotic uh, of a match and, and probably a, a pretty big disappointment. Uh, the floor is yours. Yeah. Uh, that was a pretty disappointing match uh, to be at. Uh, I felt like I have been surprised that the roots have escaped uh, several of their last games without any red cards. And uh, they didn't escape Orange County <laughs> without a red card. Uh, incidentally, the Roots only have two red cards this season, and both of them are against Orange County. Um, uh, Jose Hernandez is kind of a likely target for that. I just looked this up. He has 10 yellow cards, which is good for fifth in USL, uh, which is incredible because he's not even in the Roots like 13th, like 13 players with the most minutes. He has missed so much of the season, but really, um, really made up for lost time uh, in terms of getting himself booked. Uh, I, I have to also say that I think that uh, Orange County are going to be the only team in the Pacific Division that has beaten the Roots four times. So I think it's pretty much cut and dry that Orange County are the best team in the division. You you have very quickly endeared yourself to <laughs> all of us here on the podcast and certainly all of our listeners. Um, Aaron's already getting the plaudits from some people. I'm, I'm sure that uh, you will be as well, Peter. And kind of one last thing, I think, to talk about from this match. I know it's not been a, a super long time. I asked Aaron this, Peter, but... Is it a surprise that uh, Blanchett has really your only attempt on target in this match? Um, going into the match, I would have said that was a surprise. Uh, honestly, uh, Ariel Mumba gave Orange County fits in the game uh, in Orange County, whatever that was, like a month ago. And it looks like, you know, whatever whatever tactical decisions you guys made really just completely shot him out of the game. Um, except in as much as he conceded a penalty. Um, but, you know, 10 minutes into that game, it was, it didn't look like Oakland were going to do anything. And the next 80 minutes were basically just confirmation of that throughout. I don't know what changed with your backline that the, you know, the ball over the top stopped working, but it completely stopped working. Yeah, I would. I would love to have uh, been able to hear any of those directions. Um, and honestly, it's it's been a problem that's plagued us this season. Uh, it's how we lost against Phoenix just a couple weeks ago. So I'm glad we figured it out, and it, it bodes well for us moving into the playoffs. Um, if we look forward to that playoff picture, Oakland actually plays Tacoma uh, tomorrow night, I believe, mm-hmm. um, kicking off at the same time as Orange County. So that will likely see a pretty big shakeup and. If things go your way, it could be uh, Phoenix, San Diego, Orange County, Oakland 
in the playoffs <laughs> for a for a wonderful chaotic uh, match. Um, personally, I hope that we see Oakland sometime in the playoffs because, like you said, we we seem to have your number, and it could completely go our way um, without much of a <laughs> much of a problem. To quote Russ in the comments, we are all rooting for Oakland. I think that is fair after our last match against uh, Tacoma. Um, not we, uh, too we also don't really like Tacoma. I don't know what is it about what it is about those guys, but uh, I, I think you might have. I don't know how much you've looked at the blog, but we we rate Tom Bruett uh, as the player on other teams that we don't like the most. It's it's something to do with uh, two teams in the USL. It's it's they they're terrible until they play your team, and then they send in the ringers. <laughs> we don't like Tacoma because they just exist. They just exist. <laughs> They're just there. It's like, like a hippie. Yeah. <laughs> it's like G2, Tacoma. It's just like... It's, it's, it's like, always a painful time. And there's no way to predict what's going to happen even if they don't send down fringe first-team players. It's just right, always uh, chaos. Real, real talk with G2. I'm going to do a little, little, little rant tangent. They, it's, they, they play like they have nothing to lose. It's like they just run around like little kids. And then they just like somehow win. It's like, what the... F- all right, ran over. <laughs> well, I'm glad you kept that brief. Um, Peter, Aaron, uh, I wish you guys the best of luck in the rest of the season, and I would love for you guys to go ahead and beat Los Dos on the 30th. So um, of all this go- goodwill that we've made over the last 10 or so minutes, please carry that and let the players carry that into the, uh, into the final match of the season for you. Um, but before we move on to our next match and let you guys go, um, please feel free to uh, plug yourselves where we can find you and, of course, uh, your blog. All right. Well, you can you can find us on the Internet at uh, oaklandrootsblog.blogspot.com. Uh, it's spelled uh, exactly how it sounds. And on Twitter at, uh, at oakrootsblog and uh, on, um, on Instagram. I think it's uh, oaklandrootsblog there as well. Awesome. Um, Peter, anything from you? Peter also tweets under his own name. I don't know if he wants yeah, to. Yeah, so I'm not going to give that out. Uh, <laughs> you should follow us at, at Oak Roots Blog on Twitter. Um, and hopefully uh, when we see you guys next season, uh, you guys can come on and do some, some some guest predictions on our preview posts. Oh, any any time. Uh, I would obviously ask for some predictions, but I think we're, we're a few days too late for that one. Um, Peter, Aaron, thank you for joining us tonight. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Um, what, what is left to cover in this match? Well, actually not in this match, but nothing from that one. But there are lots of things to look forward to. Apparently got the thing wrong. They play Sporting Kansas on the 30th. I, I can't read. 31st. I have the dates wrong, too. I'm going to go ahead and blame. I was looking at the Orange County schedule, so... Uh, go ahead and sue me, everyone. That's a little embarrassing. This is why you generally have Ray running the show, so he can make the mistakes, and now it's me doing it instead. Um, but before we get to the 30th, when we play Los Dos, we've got to get through two more matches, and we're going to have to cover those right now. So first off, Orange County versus San Diego. Um, Cameron, you, you're probably good for a hot take here. Take the floor. Well, I mean... I just want to beat Landon Donovan. That's all. I mean, I know he'd done it before. 
But, you know, it'd be nice to stop free spending. You don't want to talk about scoreboard. I mean, let's just get some dubs. It's, I mean, it's just like, you know, surprisingly, I don't, I don't hate San Diego, but it's just like, you know, it's, you just want to beat that team that just spends a lot of money. You want to be like, Southern California is ours. Sorry about that. Um, but it seems like they'll probably be in the playoffs as well. So at this point, let's just take the point, even if it was to matter. But I, I would like us to beat San Diego. But, I mean, with three three matches to play, only to get a point, you know, I just think we need to start strong. Start strong and strong. Um, yeah, just make sure our forwards are scoring. Make sure Ben Mines is still GOAT status. And uh, Chaplo keeps being Chaplo. With his, I reckon that's probably because the it's the English post uh, halftime talks, bruv. No. Yeah, it's, uh, that, that, that's beautiful, yeah. Cameron. Uh, it's, uh, it's, the, it's the English halftime talks that are uh, getting us through. So, um, you know what? Let's get the win. All the right. Win. Off, okay. off the back of, <laughs> of all of that, um, do you have a score prediction for us? Ooh. Ooh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do like a sort of like an insurance thing. 3-1. We'll concede in the 90th minute. Okay. We can let do, that be um, Ray or Allen's. People yeah, I was about to say, uh, which which one do you want uh, that to count towards, Ray or Allen? Or I, I mean, so, I mean, obviously Orange County. I mean, but I mean, you know what? I want the chaos. Let's go with Allen. Okay. Let's get, we want the chaos. Brad, uh, <laughs> some some very quick thoughts on this match. So, Not to throw too much forward. Yeah, on, on the on the season, we are one one and one against uh, San Diego, if I remember correctly. We drew them, we beat them in San Diego, and lost in Orange County, I believe. Or no, backwards. We were down. We were up a man and lost in San Diego, and beat them in Orange County. Um, you know. This is an important match because we could take second place if uh, we beat them and manage to find uh, the a couple extra points points down the rest of this uh, way. Are we making our score predictions too? Yes, we are. Oh, man. Um, I'm going to be a little bit more realistic here. I think uh, Orange County's defense has played up to par. Um, I think Kobe Henry's looked really good. The... Uh, other people on the back line. And I think if they play it right, we can get a third shutout in a row. I'm going to go with a, a steady one zero again. Oh man. Um, well, I certainly like DJ's prediction there in the comments of, of nil nil. Um, and I think the playoff preview is a good shot. I think this match is going to be uh, very intense for a Wednesday night, but I'm going to have to copy your score prediction as something of a, of a tactic here now, Brad, and um, whether that's a, a good shout or not, I'm not the expert, but we do have a San Diego expert on. Um, welcome Tony Sanchez of the two balls and a mic podcast. Um, he joined us a few months ago 
for those who maybe were sober enough to remember that first match between these two sides. Um, probably most of us weren't, and, and no judgment there. But Tony, welcome to the show. And uh, what what do we have to look forward to in this match from a San Diego perspective? Well, first of all, thank you, gentlemen, for allowing me to try to fill uh, Mr. Allen's shoes. Um, we have a little bit of a controversy when it comes to him and his support of one of these teams. We still can't figure it out. Um, but San Diego loyal, man. I mean, they've been going on a run. They have a pretty strong team going into this latter, uh, half and the end of the regular, regular season. Um, it's an important game. Uh, and it's one of these things where this could turn out to be one of the most important games in San Diego's year and a half history. Um, so that's something that the players are conscious about, um, going into it, but um they did have a tough time against new mexico in this last weekend and talking about you know what you might find in in playoffs um this is exactly what the type of game which you would regularly see in playoffs an out of uh division team new mexico coming in you haven't really seen them what they look like and you you tie in a heartbreaking fashion almost feels like a loss um but again this was always a central focus for san diego loyal is this wednesday tomorrow and I can really, I can really see both sides of the extreme happen. Something catastrophic is about to start, and in San Diego Loyal's uh, season, uh, if they don't manage to win and in fact lose, and that's a you know, that's a real possibility. Um, and it might not be so much as far as San Diego Loyal losing, more of Orange County winning because they want it more. Um, but the firepower is there on paper. Sandio Loyal should not have struggled as much as they did again on paper um, throughout the season, but they faced themselves with a couple of uh, injuries in the middle of the season. Now we got some players coming back and now it's a little bit of abundance of riches with San Diego Loyal. So it's going to be really up to uh, Nate Miller, the assistant and Landon Donovan to decide what they're going to go with. So this might be a preview of what Loyal is intending to throw out there in playoffs, regardless if they're in first, second place, home or away. So you, we might be seeing the you know the A sides of both of these teams coming out tomorrow. Um, hopefully, as I am a San Diego native and I am not too familiar with the Orange up there, beautiful, beautiful complex. By the way, if we can copy and paste that here in San Diego, it'd be fantastic. Um, but at the end of the day, I I, I do see just the momentum swinging San Diego Loyal's way. So I heard the, the predictions that, that, that we just had. Uh, but I think, um, I think they, they are poised and ready. I uh, have a chance to go to uh, trainings and the intensity has certainly ramped up in this last couple of weeks. Uh, and this is always a, a focal point um, as far as what needs to, what game needs to be won uh, in order to get to your goal. And, you know, it's a second-year team for San Diego Loyal making playoffs. They're happy about that, but it could be a little bit better as I ramble on. <laughs> no, it's it's exactly what we expect without Alan here. It's good that we have someone who is a San Diego expert as opposed to just people who can kind of see what's going on. Um, Tony, you mentioned a whole number of injuries and now something of uh, an abundance of riches. Uh, I notice some of Guerrero's gloves. Next to you there and your setup um, is Trey Muse back from his fractured, stubbed finger injury. I mean, what, whatever that was, is, is he back? 
So I think right now um, there's nothing official coming out of the loyal camp as far as a timetable for his return. Um, but even then, with that, Austin has been playing just amazingly. And even if Trey Muse was to be available for this upcoming uh, stretch of games, Austin Guerrero has slotted in just so well for this team, especially the way that um, San Diego Loyal, uh, you know, even to a philosophical aspect, like they love to play out the back. They need somebody who can uh, give those long passes all the way from, from goal. And Ray Muse has a little bit of issues with that fantastic shot stopper. But at the end of the day, Austin Guerrero is a hot hand right now. So even if Trey Muse was to come back, I, I still I still give the nod to Austin. In this last game, uh, he had probably arguably his best game uh, in a San Diego Loyal jersey. Unfortunate that he lost the clean sheet 40 seconds before the game ended. Um, but other than that, like Guido, Alejandro Guido was somehow named uh, team of the week. Uh, he missed a couple of, of important goals in a, in a tying effort. And overall, the performance, I thought Austin Guerrero deserved more to be in the team of the week for what he did, um, but didn't turn out to be that way. But definitely, I I think Austin is is, is the, the man going forward uh, right now. Fair enough. Um, I'm actually glad that you brought up uh, Mr. Guido. Um, he did take Ben Mine's spot, absolutely. Um, but and I'll ask this question of the other uh, of the other two. And thinking of Orange County for you, is Guido um, probably placing one in the top bins from 20 yards out, 25 yards out? Is that San Diego key to victory for this match? Guido has to play well, and it's not necessarily a team that depends on one player so much and because of the injuries because of having to go um a long stretch of time without players like jack blake you have to find some way to still maintain your structure maintain your vision but get results and they went on a stretch where they won they were nine games undefeated in the middle of it um a lot of a lot of uh loans even today uh, blake bodily aloney just got recalled back to Portland. And so he was actually filling in a little bit for Jack Blake on, on the wings and, and defense on the right side. But, you know, it's one of those things where even if Guido doesn't necessarily have such uh, impact on the game, you have other players, Colin Martin, who, you know, since he's come back is an incredible player to, to anchor uh, your plate, everything goes through him, especially when you have uh, Charlie Adams out, which he's missed uh, the last game and came on the second half against New Mexico. Um, you have those options and you have players like Douglas Martinez. You have Augustine Williams, Corey Herzog, who are still able to create plays and play in such a way that, you know, they know almost, you know, instinctively where each other uh, are on the pitch. But hopefully um, Guido is you know on firing on all cylinders and that's just gonna it's just gonna make um san diego loyals attack that much dangerous especially now playing in a more comfortable role as center mid as opposed to center attacking men where he's the pivot he's more in a center mid position where he can be a little bit more physical a little bit more defensive and it's been working out so far cameron who is your uh maybe key player or what is the orange county key to victory for this match Oof. I would probably say just clean up what happened against Oakland. I think just, well, it may have been 1-0. I think just 
we need to see a balanced performance. I think we just need to see consistency. Um, I think I would like to see Damas back on the score sheet, kind of making sure our forwards get get some goals. Um, you can't expect Ben Mines to be GOAT status all the time. It's just not possible. Um, I, I just think that you know, what Brad said about the record, I think being at home does have an advantage. Are we at home? Um, and so I just think that there just needs to be I think as lo- I think as long as the focus as lo- I think if everyone's just locked in, just making sure we shore things up at the end, you know, I think that that's the key of the game is keeping that late game keeping the late game focus. That's all we really can keep that's all we really say, making sure that Domus scores, you know. And Ben Mines uh, taking take the pressure off him to perform. So that's that's what I think. Wonderful, wonderful platitudes from Cameron Millage as always. But I think that last little nugget you uncovered there of um, this is something like a playoff match, and, and Tony mentioned that as well. Brad, your keys to victory for this match. So, you know, Domus has got to be due for a goal. He's gotten close in a couple times, you know, lost the footwork, you know, the footing had a couple dribbles that didn't go his way, um, a couple bad touches. He's due for a goal. Um, so I don't think Ben Mines is going to be the one to score in this game. It might be Damas. Uh, Calvillo's due to score. He had one that hit the crossbar, one that sailed over that was called for a corner, but it looked like it was actually a goal kick. Or sorry, a goal kick, but looks like it should have been a corner because it was looked like it was tipped over. Um, but my key to the match is continue this amazing play from the back four slash uh, Dylan Powers. Uh, Dylan Powers has been almost everywhere all over the field. He's been great for defense. Uh, he's been getting up there for uh, the attack, um, you know, and he's been, he's been playing like the MLS rookie of the year that he once was. Um, so more of that and uh, Orange County can, with a good solid defensive effort, hopefully, uh, keep a very strong uh, San Diego from uh, hopefully scoring at all. Well, I can only hope. Um, it is, yeah, it is a home match for Orange County, so that's always surprisingly maybe not a positive. Um, and there will be a number of San Diego fans. Tony, we've got one last question for you. Do you have a score prediction for this match? Or actually, what is your score prediction for this match? So, uh, as you were mentioning, uh, you know, being good at the end of the match, uh, something that Sandy Oloa actually struggles with. And Damas has been the poison for Sandy Oloa. He's just a disruptor. He, you know, he's been incredibly important for Orange County. And I I don't want him to unleash. So hopefully he doesn't. And if he does, I, I could see there very much being a high scoring tie. Um but just for the sake of, you know, being a homer, I think I'm going to go 2-1 San Diego Loyal and clinching officially second place in the division um, for a home game. A first time ever home game, home match, uh, and first time playoffs for the city of San Diego. Something that San Diego is not really accustomed to with uh, our teams. Well, you know what? If it doesn't work out with Landon Donovan, maybe you could get Jace Tingler in there. I'm sure he could manage his way 
around the rubble pile that is what used to be Qualcomm. Um, Tony and, Dean, and, and, and Dean Spanos to get to own the team. The, the, uh, the, I didn't realize I was going to come and be just attacked in such a... <laughs> hey, I'm a, a Chargers fan too. I'm, I feel attacked too. The, the Chargers are, are dead to me. The San Diego Chargers are not a team anymore. That I cannot root for a team that no longer exists. I scoured the NFL. I know this is a soccer podcast, but I landed on the Eagles because I'm sour and bitter like their fans. So there we go. Perfect. Well, um, as a thank you for coming on tonight, we can send you some batteries. That may be a little of a Philly deep cut for some of you there. Um, Tony, thanks for coming on. Feel free to uh, plug where we can find you and where we can find your podcast. Uh, so you can go ahead and find uh, myself and my co-host Chiva at Two Balls and a Mic. Two Balls referring to our size uh, because we are two gorditos. Uh, number two, Balls and a Mic, M-I-C, on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. We just actually streamed on Twitch. Same thing, Two Balls and a Mic. And um, we're just trying to get press passes to go to the 2026 World Cup. So we're on our way. Well, um, at least I'm pulling for you. I'm sure these two are as well. Uh, Tony, once again, thank you. No problem. Um, See you we've, got, we've got one quick thing to cover before the final match that we've got to cover, and that is the season uh, score predictions current table. Um, I believe Brad is in the lead, but I don't have the numbers right in front of me at the moment. Yeah, so he, I'm gonna... I think it's uh, 84 to 78, 78 or something. Yeah, yeah. sounds about um, right. I think it's only fair right. if if Tony gets to make Alan's prediction and uh, we can take Cameron's prediction and, get, and give it to Ray way down there on 46 points. So I think at this point, um, Ray is like the Sacramento Republic or the Las Vegas Lights of this uh, this competition this year. And usually that's my place. So uh, kudos to Ray for taking that one from me this year. Uh, speaking of Las Vegas... Well, we play them on Saturday, and last time out, things went pretty well, for those of you that don't remember, um, despite uh, Alex Rando standing on his head for just about all of that match. Orange County went away, 3-0 victors. Um, Brad, you come from the Silver State. You've seen Las Vegas a number of times uh, in your USL fanhood. What can we expect from this match? I've only seen them ever win one game in person, and that was the uh, time I went to Vegas this year. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I have no idea what to do with uh, Vegas at this point. They're by far eliminated from uh, contention, and yet they're still playing like they're, they have something to fight for. Um, they took it to Phoenix over the weekend. I think it was a 6-3 to to uh, loss, and... Uh, one of their players has a hat trick. Um, but at the end of the day, and I think most importantly to note, they are a two-team technically being with LAFC. So at, I have no idea. Danny Musovski, who's played with uh, Vegas a lot this season, started a game last week against San Jose. As far as I know, Danny Musovski is going to be playing with uh, the lights again because they do that and they're sending people up and down. Um, also this past week, uh, a familiar face for orange County, uh, Daniel Chrysostomo played with, uh, LAFC in the same game. You never know what'll happen, but, and I'm not even going to like try to predict who's going to be playing for, uh, Las Vegas, except I know Rando is going to be the only guy I know that 
actually is going to be in that game. Maybe Traore. Um, yeah, it's hard to predict a, against the two team. Well, I think we can call them lost dose just enough to differentiate it, but um, also a little nod to them definitely still playing in Los Angeles and Las Vegas. Um, Cameron, do you have you have anything? I feel like I haven't seen you on this podcast or a match in so long. Did you know that uh, that the lights have turned into LAFC juniors? Well, I knew about that at the start of the season because that was the talk of the town. Speaking with you know Chad and all of them, um, yeah, Vegas, Vegas looks like crap. <laughs> and you know, I mean, if we lose to them, it'd be a shame. Um, I mean, like what Brad said, we don't really know the predictions of the lineup. We all know Alex Rando is definitely not a Rando. He is a mainstay in the lineup. So, um, so it You're is. Fired. <laughs> is that your third one of those this episode where i'm cringing i love it this year <laughs> say goodbye everyone it was it was a great run camera took a little bit of time away from the podcast and uh, really did not did not do anything good with that <laughs> double barrel and double barrel cringe and um no it's i mean it's just like i mean you know i think depending on how we do in san diego I have a better idea of what we need to do against Las Vegas. Las Vegas is dead last. And, you know, like I, right now, it'd be just be a shame if we lost to them or drop points to them. So, you know, they, they're volatile. You know, they're as volatile as their bubble parties, as their uh, alligator shows and um, Cirque du Soleil acts and the pitch halftime. So, you know, they're, they're a mixed bag. Wonderful. Um, I have one question. You guys can answer in a yes or no format for this one. Even if we beat San Diego on Wednesday, is this a much win match? Uh, Cameron. No. Brad. Brad's pulled a Brad. He made it 46 minutes yes. before he did it. And so I finally just realized I didn't unmute myself. Um, Yes, if you care about home playoff games. If you don't, then no. Okay. Follow-up question. Do we care about home playoff games? Do we want a home playoff game based on the way that Orange County has played at home this season? I think it would always be nice to have it. I mean, you know, playoffs are different than the regular season, and I think the fact that you don't have to travel – you don't have to move as much and to play with home fans, I think just does better mental for yourself mentally. And then just physically without having to really go anywhere, to be honest with you. Honestly, uh, if you're hosting a home game, um, you're either playing against Colorado Springs or San Antonio, two teams that are both sitting with more points on the table right now than, uh, than orange County does. I, you know, and if you're on the road, you're likely playing one of those two at their home stadium. So I think you do want that home game. Fair enough. Um, quick question, because I do not remember, and this is why I hate being the host of the show. Did we get score predictions for this match? Not yet. Well, Russell, not yet. Threw, in, Russell threw in a 4-0 to OC. 
Well, hey, you always want to see improvement from match to match, and that would be an improvement from our last time out. Uh, Brad, you um, know what? I'll go first this time because I just copy yours every time. Yeah, that's crazy, huh? Uh, I'm going to say 3-0 Orange County again. Care to match well, that? Care to have something uh, different? No, no, of course I'm not going to match it. Uh, I was going to go with the uh, the Ray Samora special, and uh, I'm going to say 5-0 Orange County. That's not the Ray Samora Sorry, special. The, yeah, the, yeah, the backwards. The opposite, yeah, the backwards. All right, Cameron, Who's um, who, what are you predicting here? I'm going to predict... 2-0, Orange County Soccer Club, and a bubble party at halftime. This All right, well, we know game, one right? of those. Yes, one of these is possible, and the other one is definitely not happening. Um, <laughs> no, wait, wait, it's, wait, the Vegas game is a home game, right? Yeah. Yes. All right, so no bubble yeah. parties. Um <laughs> All right, well, if any stadium security happen to be listening to this podcast <laughs> and they see Cameron coming in with a bunch of bubbles in his hands, kindly don't let him in. Uh, we don't. Flares, let the flares in. We don't in. need that. Let the flares in. Um, <laughs> do not let the bubbles in. All right, gents. Um, we'll see next Tuesday. <laughs> I really like this Brent Richards. Um, I would love to see him cause an own goal. Um yeah, he, I mean, I would like to just see him score. If we're scoring six, I want to see Brent Richards on the score sheet. And we For will talk about... you who are listening and not watching, uh, Deidrachis yes, yes. uh, says, 6-1 Orange County with one of those goals being an own goal from a lights goal um, from a Brent Richards throw-in into the box. That's a lot of qualifiers for a fantastic sounding goal. Yeah, um, we'll see. And once again... Really got to sort this host thing out. We might give this guy up here uh, a shot next time. Um, we also have a prediction that someone from the CLC will vomit from drinking scotch. And I have a personal um, bet as to who that would most likely be. But I will not name said person on the podcast. And it's actually not Cameron. Um, we'll talk about these matches next week. But it is time for everyone's least favorite part of the show. Uh, random soccer thoughts and then random thoughts. Um, Brad, take it away. Yeah, so uh, earlier in the match, I might have uh, said, you know, the the pro referees never get a call uh, wrong. And I'm going to try doing something I don't think we've ever tried again. So let's see if I can get this to work and screen share. Is that working? Can, can it get put on? Oh, okay. This is a game changer. Okay, so I have from the Miami versus Pittsburgh game. I don't know if you guys have seen this, but... Uh, this is a free kick that gets played back to another player, and then he's going to kick it, and the goalie's not going to stop it. Now, normal people would say, what? That's that's a goal, right? You know, balls in play, that's a goal. Um, no, you are wrong. That is not a goal. That is a corner kick. And um, USL referees, or sorry, pro referees, um, the match official said that it was because it was kicked back into their own goal from a free kick and therefore is a corner kick instead of an own goal. While that the second thing uh, where it was in, into the goal is true, but it was not directly from a free kick. Therefore, it should be a. It should be an own goal. Um, pro referees came out 
yesterday, I believe, and corrected themselves and said that that is, in fact, uh, called wrong. And they have already taken the crew that have uh, made that blunder in that game and taken them off their next assignment. So that actually is very unfortunate for Pittsburgh that that if I believe they ended their game that uh, week in a draw which uh, kind of goes against uh, their ability of hosting a playoff game if Charlotte were to if Charlotte were to uh, finish above them because three points there they're currently uh, Charlotte has a game in hand against them they're tied and uh, that could be a loss of revenue if uh, they're not hosting a home game uh, these are all big things and big blunder by the referees uh, big cost big bad referees are bad sometimes yeah big big bad indeed i think we like to to complain about some of the calls that go against us sometimes um my <laughs> including myself in that but this is maybe the worst call i've ever seen cameron any random soccer news um for you and no um a, an oil state taking over a top flight club in england is is no longer news um well apparently there's been a leak from fifa stating that after 2026, the World Cup will be hosted every two years. I don't like it because it cheapens the event. And, like, like for example, like, how do we schedule continental competitions now? Like the Euros, the Copa America, or CONCACAF Gold Cup. I think it's more, it's more or less about the money. Personally, I think, again, it cheapens the competition. And that I think we see post-COVID or not even post-COVID, trying to make money from COVID, like they're trying to pull out all the stops to make cash. And at the expense of cheapening an event, billions of people love to watch. All right. Well, now it's definitely everyone's, it's time for everyone's least favorite part of the episode and it's random thoughts time uh cameron you're always good for a truly off the wall nonsense matter please what are you gifting us this week oh really i don't really have a random thought but this man's going to france in november so and I just did, I just booked my side trip to Avignon. Going to look at some papal history and um, to see, just check out the papal beef between Avignon and Rome and observing the landmark of the delegitimization of the Catholic Church in Europe, which ultimately led to the Reformation. You did know this is not your history podcast, right, Cameron? You seem to be lost, but there's a lot of stuff that makes it probably look and seem like this is not a history podcast. Tis not a random thought, though, no? Pretty Fair enough. Um, Brad, can you top that? Um, no, I cannot top that. However, um, being the best man of somebody's wedding is very tough when it comes to kind of balancing everybody's budgets with making a cool ass, uh, sorry, curse word, uh, very cool bachelor's weekend. Um, very, very tough. Oh, 
DJ actually has a good one. Uh, after the game, we went to a whiskey bar and uh, and it has a they had a hundred page leather bound book with all of their whiskey options, and I was in absolute heaven. It was like the coolest thing I've ever seen. Sounds like you might like to drink a little bit too much whiskey. Sounds like you should really be there for that match against. Yeah, Las I'm not. Vegas. The, I would never be the one who's uh, puking the scotch. Uh, I can handle my scotch. You see, but when you factor in that California sun late in October, anything is possible. Um, it's only fitting we, uh, you know, we complete the hashtag Samora out. I take over the show, and we get some literature involved. As ever, I'm going to shout out some literature, and I, I, I'm going to double down. If you can get yourself a good anthology, that is the best way to read as much as possible. And it's, um, think of reading like a podcast with your eyes. Yeah, that's the kind of hard-hitting uh, journalism, in quotations, that you can um, <laughs> you can expect from us here on the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. Um, this Russell, is it. Are... Russell, I've been to a PSG match. They're having a conversation oh, that, that was, about that something was, that's happened uh, in the comments. I was expecting you to like confirm that it was awesome, that you had a fun time. It was fun. I mean, PSG beat like I think it was like five, five one, five nil, four nil. Don't exactly remember. Looking up on the internet, and um, it was fun. We got to work on that descriptive language. This could have been a tweet uh, or a DM on Twitter. Instead, it's part of our podcast. And <laughs> at the 58-minute mark, I'm going to go ahead and uh, shut us down before Cameron says anything crazy. Um, Cameron, you have one last opportunity to speak. Where can we find you and your wonderful history podcast on the internet? Well, you can find me at What Cameron Said if you want more takes. And my podcast is at a, is at a mouthful of his one. We are on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you want history and some um, cringe takes, um, you can follow follow my profile for cringe takes. It's good history. Follow mouthful history. Beautiful, um, Brad. It says right there. But for those who are listening, where can we find you? Yeah, you can find me on the Twitter machine at pal on the sky, all one word. Beautiful. And if for whatever ungodly reason you find yourself really desiring to find my Twitter, you can follow me at OCSE underscore Dylan. Um, for Cameron, for Brad, for Tony, for Peter, and for there's one last person whose name I'm forgetting, Aaron, as well as Alan and Ray, who are not here tonight. Uh, this is the Orange and Black Soccer Cast. And we are out. He did it. Oh, you are my team until the day.